Hello, welcome to the MJRS podcast. Uh, I'm the host, Mike James, and this is episode 97. Uh, I've been going some time now. Uh, it's basically a, a podcast full of interviews with rock, metal and alternative uh, type people, because uh, that is what the MJRS stands for. It's the Mike James Rock Show. If you haven't heard of us, where have you been? In a couple of weeks' time, we celebrate our 10th anniversary of polluting airwaves and doing silly interviews and just general weird kind of things. <laughs> so uh, that's why we've got this podcast, because we've got this whole massive um, hard drive just full of all the interviews we've done in the last, well, the past 10 years, pretty much. Uh, so um, I've been digging into the uh, the archives just to have a route around, see what hasn't been played, what has been played, what could be fun and exciting. And I, someone said to me, oh, why don't you do something with just front men? And I was like, that's a good idea. So then I went through the uh, the archive and I was like, done so many interviews with front men. Um, but, you know, each front man has a different persona and, you know, they're, they're just all as cool as each other. So uh, this week's podcast, I've um, pulled out from the bag the very first time I spoke with Sam Carter of Architects. Uh, this goes back to, well, we, the show wasn't even syndicated. It was literally just on the one station on Phonic FM. So that's going back probably about seven or eight years ago now, if not maybe a little bit longer, maybe eight or nine years ago. Um, and that was, yeah, that was the day after they'd just played in London. Sam was hungover and it's 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 a funny little interview. So I thought I'd dig that one out because it hasn't seen the light of day for some time. And uh, then the second interview of this podcast um, is with Doug from Hoobastank uh, that Dan did a couple of years ago. The, um, Hoobastank came across to the UK with, uh, I think it was POD and uh, Alien Out Farm for sort of like a old school new pre or post uh, kind of new metal I guess, kind of tour. It was like a, a heritage tour for, for, for younger people. <laughs> And uh, yeah, they they had a great conversation, so I thought I'd dig that one out. So then you've got the the difference between a, a, a English sort of British um, front man and then an American um, band, and the fact that Hubert Gang has been around for so much longer than Architects means that there's probably some better stories and it's a bit more weathered and and can draw on a, a wealth of knowledge and experience. Not the Sam Carter from Architects hadn't at this time of the at this point when we did the interview but nowadays architects are just massive everyone is anticipating their new album the follow-up to all our gods have abandoned us obviously they have gone through such a huge change uh with you know losing their 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 guitarist and then the album literally as the album was coming out and then the album just blew up and saw them a couple of months ago headlining the Ali Pali in London, which just looked amazing. I've spoke to some people that went to that show and said it was breathtaking, it was emotional, it was just one of those moments in time where you can tick it off again. I was there when Architects headlined uh, the Alexandra Palace. Sadly, I wasn't there, <laughs> but I did get to see them finish off their tour cycle at Reading Festival last year with Dan from The Rock Show, and that was, again, yeah, emotional and breathtaking and pounding and having sort of like 40-odd thousand people, I don't know how many there was there at Reading, singing along and just going batshit crazy was just an experience in itself. So um, I'd, I'm hoping that the Architects guys are like 
I know they're doing some tour dates and bits and pieces and a few off off dates, but I think they are knuckling down to try and work on a new album. But it's going to be a hard one because obviously the the main writer has sadly passed away. So um, we shall see what happens with that, and uh, uh, I'm sure they will be back hitting it hard maybe towards the end of the year early next year I, I wouldn't be surprised if they do take a bit of time off just to to regroup and and see what happens with the band but they are one of the UK's most exciting bands and uh, I remember seeing them in a venue probably only about 200 capacity when they first started out and even on that tour they were absolutely on fire and you kind of got that feeling like this band are going to go places and they actually are so i'm going to shut up and i'm going to play you the interview with sam carter from Arctex back i'm just going to say back in the day <laughs> it is quite a while ago sam was proper hungover it was on the tour bus he was hanging out of his ass but he still said he would come and have a chat with us because he's a legend so yeah this is uh this is me having a chat with sam carter from Architects. Hi, this is Mike James from The Rock Show, Phonic 106.8, and I'm uh, joined with... Sam, from Architects. How's it going, man? Not bad, not bad. A uh, bit of a heavy night in London last night, by all accounts. Very, very hungover and feel very, very silly right now. Uh, last night at the tour in the UK tonight, uh, I believe you're off to Ireland, is that correct? Yes, we're off to, we're off to Ireland, and uh, we are extremely, extremely excited about it. We went there before, and it was cool, and it was fun to hang out there and stuff, uh, so it'll be fun. And then we've got America and Australia and everywhere else. And then we get back and it's Christmas. So. And then that's, that's before the new album's out as well. Yeah. How is it? Have you been, you, I guess you're playing tracks off the new album yep. on this tour. How are they going down? Are they getting well perceived? Yeah. I mean, day in, day out, the first single um, seems to be going down pretty well. It's getting a lot of play at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's, it's that seems to be going down really well. And, uh, and, um, and we're playing another song called Delete Rewind of the record, which uh, seems to be going down well. I mean, no one knows it. It's the first time we've um, ever showed it to anyone. Definitely the first time we've played it live. So people it's, seem it's to good like to get it. a reaction, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's good to like kind of get a gauge on how it's going, and people can get a vibe on stuff. So, are, are, you, are you proper pumped about getting the album out next year? Yeah, I'm sick of waiting. I'm yeah. so sick of waiting. We recorded it like three months ago, so we've had it for a very, very long time. So I can't wait for it to come out. You've had quite a hectic year as well. You've been like pretty much touring the world. Everyone yeah. thinks you've just been disappeared to to record the album. Yeah, but you have actually been like Australia. Yeah, we've all we've over. pretty much been non-stop. We did our album and that took four weeks to record. And other than that, we've just been on tour since. And what's the highlight been so far? You played with some monster acts. We've done some absolutely ridiculous stuff um, as as a band. So I think just the whole thing in general was just so cool. You know, we, we we definitely don't deserve it or feel like we should have any of it. You know, we're just we're like just kids that are just so stoked on every day. You know, doing shows with so many amazing bands is just so awesome, and you just get to make so many friends. So the whole the whole thing's a big highlight, really. Um, you've lent your vocals to bands like Your Demise and Bringing the Horizon, who've yeah. also got albums out at the moment. Yeah. Um, then yourselves next year have you been lending your vocals to anyone else whilst you've been away uh, I haven't I've been talking to people about doing stuff I haven't done anything yet but I can't really say what I'm doing stuff on because otherwise they'd probably get pissed off gives it away then, yeah it? but uh, no I have been speaking to some other bands about it and stuff I enjoy singing on other bands records it's fun uh, is it something you'd want to do the other way get, get yeah we've got we've in. got a couple of uh, guest appearances on the, on the new record which I'm really stoked about can you give us any names or have you got away I can't but it's we're, all the yeah but we're uh, 
extremely flattered and stoked to have them on the, on the record. Are these people that you, you went to them and said, we'd like you to sing um, come in, or is it just people that were around both, at the time? Both people that actually sing on the record asked us if they if they could sing on the record, which was, which was amazing, just through like being friends with them. And That's cool. Who would be your, your ideal collaboration of all-time great? Uh, probably, probably with David Gilmore wow. from Pink Floyd. That would be pretty fucking cool. Uh, slightly opposite direction to, to the to yeah. normal sound. Yeah, I would love to do something with him. It would be sweet. Um, what are the next? Well, I was going to say six months. But I guess a year because in the next six months you've got your album out. What, yeah. what are you going? What are your plans for the rest of next year, 2011? Uh, we have we have a European tour in January with uh, Bring Me The Horizon and and uh, Devil Wears Prada for, okay. for a month yeah and then we have I think we have we might have a little bit of time off which would be nice and then uh, and then I think we're just going to keep touring I have no idea where but we'll we'll definitely be on tour for the rest of next year are we going to see you on outdoor stages next summer oh yeah we're definitely going through the festivals we definitely uh, missed them this year yeah uh, so we'll definitely be there this year. Ideal. Well, enjoy the rest of uh, the, the European tour. Can't awesome. wait to hear the new stuff when Thank it comes you. out. Thanks very much. Thank you very much. Really appreciate it. Thank Cheers. You. So there you go. That was Sam Carter having a chat with us uh, a few years ago, just before they were going out on tour with Bring Me the Horizon, as they said there. And that that's kind of where it just took off for them. Um, like I said before playing the interview, it's going to be one of the most hotly anticipated albums of this year or next year whenever it comes out um i'm hoping it will be towards the end of this year i'd imagine get the get summer out of the way get right in and then um maybe release a track or two before christmas an album in the new year who knows it's, they could just tomorrow drop an album out of the blue you never can tell with bands nowadays there's there's a lot of bands that are doing that kind of keeping it all secret and then all of a sudden they'll say our album's out in a couple of weeks time they'll drop a single following week they drop a single following week drop a single then the album's out and then they announce a tour and they're touring for 18 months um hopefully that's what will happen with the uh, architects the their fan base has grown considerably in the last uh, well for the whole of the last tour cycle it obviously worked wonders um, I don't know if that. I don't, this is probably going to sound quite bad, but there, there, there are bands that have lost members uh, that have died, obviously, um, and they've then gone on to become a much stronger unit. Uh, they've gone on to sell millions of records. I'm thinking of the likes of, say, Metallica, for instance. Um, there are there are plenty of others, but I think Metallica are probably the biggest one. The, they they took some time. They regrouped. They obviously added uh, members, uh, and then grew and grew. and And I think there's a there's a swelling of admiration for bands that do carry on after such a tragedy like that. And uh, I'm I'm hoping that's that's what, well we've seen it. And I'm hoping from from now on that's what will happen with Architects. There's every possibility they could be they could break through and become the next sort of festival headliner within the next five years or so depending on their you know what happens with them but yeah let's see what what happens go 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 discover architects some of their earlier stuff is just phenomenal obviously their their later stuff has uh, had a lot more commercial success but their their first couple of albums 
put, put that on your headphones and or, or your player or whatever you listen to and, and blast the living hell out of it. You won't be disappointed, I can guarantee you that. So that's it for Architects. Before we move on to the next interview with Doug from uh, Huberstank, uh, I just want to say thanks for everyone that's been supporting us um, with the podcast, especially. Um, we are 97 in, uh, episodes in now. Um, it's constantly getting shares and likes and comments. So whatever platform you're listening to, give it a little thumbs up, a like, a, a review would be lovely. It just kind of broadens it out some more you know the more people that share and give comments and reviews and things like that on whatever network you're listening to it really really does help sort of bright broaden the horizon for the podcast and more people can discover it then um so yeah thanks very much for doing all that you guys are awesome um we have some uh, things up our sleeves uh, with regards to everything Mike James Rock show wise in the in the coming weeks, uh, due to the fact that I did mention it earlier in a, in a couple of weeks' time, the Mike James Rock show turns ten years old. Uh, we do, I do have a special podcast planned for that. That's that's probably going to be in two weeks' time. So uh, yeah, keep an eye out for that. And um, yeah, that's all I'm going to say on the matter. Just stay tuned. Um, you could just go over to mikejamesrockshow.com. Follow everything we do. Our social medias are on there. All of our interviews, our links, and just it's just the one-stop kind of place for everything that we do. MikeJamesRockShow.com. Uh, right, let's get on and play or get involved and play this uh, interview that uh, Dan did with uh, Uberstank. I think that's how you pronounce it. Or Uberstank. It all depends on whereabouts you're from, I guess, and your dialect. Um, I picked this interview out last night before. Whilst, whilst prepping to do this podcast and then I subsequently discovered on their social media very very recently that they've just dropped a brand new single called More Beautiful uh, that's pretty cool so uh, that was perfect timing I guess uh, this is all in line with their new album that's out at the end of May called Push Pull uh, I think it's just sheer fluke that I pulled this interview out from the archives and then checked out their social media and what they've been up to and stuff and it would appear that they've been in the studio recording because uh yeah the new singles out the details where you can pre-order the album and i'd imagine very shortly there'll be live dates coming up um they are obviously an american band so i'd imagine they'll probably do their home territory first as it's a brand new album um but as it stands at the moment, there's absolutely no dates published whatsoever. But once the albums, well, the album details have been launched and the singles out now, you can listen to it. So I'd imagine tour dates and things for the latter half of the year will all be announced very, very soon. So if you're in, if you're a fan of that kind of sound, jump on board. We saw them, yeah, well, when this interview was recorded, I think that was about four, four or five years ago, maybe. Um, and yeah, it was it was just literally like being back in the day. Well, that's how Dan would see it because he's much younger than me. But for me, it was just like, yeah, I remember this for a few years ago. My back in the days, like ten years before, whatever his is. <laughs> so yeah, this is uh this is the interview that uh, that Dan did last time Uberstank were in the UK playing. Um, I'm just gonna shut up and press play. Right, it's uh, Dan here on my James Rock show. I'm gonna get this uh, gentleman to introduce himself. Hi, I'm Doug. And I sing in the band Hoobastank. How's it going so far, chap? Uh, today, pretty good. Yourself? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not too bad, man, not too bad. I understand you're sort of, what, midway through the tour-ish? Um, yeah, about a third, I'd say, third of the way. How's it going so far? Amazing. 
really, really good. Um, yeah, I don't know. I can get into the, the minutia of it, but it's uh, it's just been, uh, I don't want to say a, a pleasant surprise, but it's just been awesome. Big shows, crazy fans, good memories, new memories. Well, yeah, you guys kind of exploded, with at least with this show. You guys sold out in you know quite an um, astonishing time. It seems uh, a lot of people do uh, remember um, sort of the three bands on the billing. Um, I mean, I, for one, owned a, a compilation album that was really popular over here because you guys were still around when compilation al- albums actually sold. <laughs> right. Um, and, uh, yeah, so are you finding that's uh, being reflected in the live shows, that you're getting, like, a lot of response from people? Um, yeah, I, like, we've been, we've been wanting to come back to the... UK for a long time. Uh, it had been nine years since we, we've been here. Nine years? Yeah. Christ. Um, and it's not like we forgot about it. It's just not as simple all the time. We actually did have a tour planned in like 2000, I want to say maybe six or seven. That got canceled at the very last moment from some bad stuff. And, um, but we never got back. And, uh, you know, I think it was starting to look like maybe, you know, maybe that window had closed. Um, but the idea popped up again, which it, did, it does like every year. Like we should go back and we should go, and it just never comes to fruition. But this year came up, and um, you know they suggested bringing Pod and Alien Ant Farm, which we have a long history with both those bands. Yeah. Um, and which it made for some reason or another it made sense. I mean, obviously we like each other as, as friends and, and, and musicians, uh, but everything worked out and. And that's why it's going so well, you know. I'm not like so delusional that I think if we just showed up, it, you know, we'd be having these amazing shows. I know it's a it's like this three-headed monster, you know. Uh, and it does bring it back a lot of nostalgia for a lot of the uh, the people who show up. Yep. But um, whatever. It's it, it, it doesn't to me. It doesn't matter why they show up as long as when they get there they have a good time, you know. Exactly. I mean, as you say, it's a bit of a three-headed beast. Um, and uh, like I say, um, I was one of the people who actually bought the compilation album, Sing Along, back in the day. Um, are you finding that you're still getting people singing along to the stuff that you guys did, bef- like sort of before you uh, had the nine-year break? From yeah, I, yeah, I'm. That I think is a little bit, for me at least, to be expected. Um, I'm a little bit more surprised at the, how much uh, the people sing along or just react in general to the music that we released since then. You yeah. Know? There's a lot of people. Some of the songs we get the best reactions are, are from albums that came out in the last, you know, five or six years, and uh, that's always cool to see. So you guys were one of the sort of uh, transition bands, uh, just as your sort of uh, CD sales dropped and the music industry changed quite a bit. Mm-hmm. How did that affect you guys as a band? So uh, you sort of blew up in England. We're all over the music channels over here. Sort of played downloads main stage, and then only a couple of years after that, it seemed like the entire industry had. Changed a yeah, bit. we were kind of we. It's it was like that, kind of. We I feel like we just got the the good and bad of of that old model, you know. Yeah. Like we signed a record deal that would be unheard of nowadays, you know. We, there were budgets back then, you know. People still bought, you know, albums and stuff. We have uh, platinum albums from people buying, you know, a million or three million albums, which you know doesn't even have doesn't happen anymore. No. Um, so I, I always say, yeah, I don't uh, transitional bands. Uh, yeah, I guess because we're we're still here and, and it's a different world now. But I always kind of say that we we were in a group of, of musicians at that time who caught like the who tasted the last bit of that world, that life, you know. 
Uh, and it tasted good. <laughs> it was a different. It was a different beast. It wasn't. The thing is, it's not like the music industry has gone to shit now. It's just a different thing. It's just a different game, you know. Um, and everybody's still scrambling to try to figure out how to make the most of it. Yeah. So uh, somebody will figure it out, or maybe maybe it will never be the same anymore, and it will constantly be evolving. And everyone will constantly be trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah. But it's just like trying to catch a, a ball that won't stop rolling. So so uh, for those guys who sort of are coming back for a little bit of the Revival tour, what have you guys been up to recently? Um, what's well, I mean, it's, you know, we can go over nine years of what we've been doing, but, um, you know, we never stopped writing and recording music and, and touring. It just was never in the UK, unfortunately. And, um, but... See, most recently, the last record we put out was the end of 2012. So basically, 2013-14, we uh, were touring behind that. Um, past seven, eight months, just for me personally, just being a dad, I've got uh, two kids and trying to write music. And we've got a ton of music that we don't know what to do with at this point. You know, like okay. kind of when we get back. Our summer's a little off and on, touring-wise. It's semi-busy, I would say, uh, which makes it difficult to kind of lock down um, meetings with producers and stuff like that. Yeah. But at the end of this, at the end of the year, we're going to have a ton of music, probably recorded. And at that point, we'll have to sit around and go, well, do we want to put twelve songs out like an album, or do we want to do it differently? You know, like yeah. do we try to evolve the way we release music as well. Um, so we'll see. I don't know. A lot of people go, oh, we, oh, I want it I want it all at once. And then some people go, oh, it would be cool to get two songs a month, you know, for a few months. Or like a couple of EPs rather than a full length. Yeah, something like that. Because it's so easy now to record music um, that you could do that. So are you saying that you've got more than 12 tracks to record at the moment? Well, I mean, yes. Not <laughs> recorded like they're done. But oh. it, it, we're one of those bands that we'd always talk to our friends who were who were in bands too and they go oh yeah we went to the studio when we had 40 songs and then the producer chopped it down to 20 and then we chose the best 12 like, that always sounded like wow that, that's really admirable I, I don't we'd go in with 12 songs and record 12 songs and leave with 12 <laughs> songs you know like we'd already chiseled away uh, everything um, and then often we have to we'd have to go back in and write some more just to have some extra but I don't know, for whatever reason, this time around, we have, like, I would say close to 30 song ideas, okay. you know, like, things that a producer will hear and either say, that's perfect, don't touch it, or, holy shit, that's terrible, like, let's move everything around, um, but they're there, 30, you know, 29, 30 different ones, we've never had that many, ever, uh, in our career, so, I'm curious to see how much, how much will change, how much we'll actually record, you know, for real must be quite exciting having that much stuff to go in with it's a little exciting and frustrating too because I'm like we have so much and when I get home I'm probably still going to write some more and yeah. so we're going to have even more and more and then you start to grow attached to these ideas and you can't release 40 songs you know like so you, some of them are just going to die yeah uh, and uh, often it's the ones that you love you know certain parts about so bittersweet yeah, totally. But. Well, it's been absolutely awesome talking with you. Um, thank you for taking a couple of minutes yeah, to speak thanks. with us. Thanks for, uh, yeah, these are 
a drummer's old stinky show clothes, so that's the smell. I, if you, if you smell I, I wasn't going to question it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks very much. Yeah, man, thank you. Cheers. So there you go, that was Dan chatting with, uh, by the sounds of it, quite a stinky Doug from Uberstank. <laughs> just, ju- just judging by that last bit there where he says he's wearing the drummer's gig clothes. I'm, I'm guessing they couldn't find a, a washing machine. Come on, sort it out, people. That's why you have, like, crew and things like that at venues. They can go and, and do your washing for you. <laughs> um, I, I've, I have literally done that before when I've worked crews for... I, I used to tour and things like that with bands. And if you're one of the band... If you're one of the, the local crew or something like that, you could quite easily be sent out to uh, pick up dry cleaning, take dry cleaning, go and buy clothes, that kind of thing. It's, it's all part and parcel of working gigs. Uh, it's it's not all the the, the glamorous bits that you, that you think it is. <laughs> um, I have I, I remember one time uh, literally when bands used to tour with catering. Um, we got all the gear in, all the lighting and the sound and the backline, uh, the, yeah, all that kind of stuff. Set it all up, and then by about lunchtime, um, the catering was like, "We really need a hand." And I spent an hour peeling potatoes. I really can't remember what band that was. Someone back in the 90s, so it was a very long time ago. Um, so, yeah, peeling potatoes and throwing around uh, lighting rigs. That's part and parcel of what it used to be back in the day. Um, so, yeah, that's it for this week's podcast. Again, thanks very much for everyone's uh, shares and likes and comments and all that kind of jazz. I really, really do appreciate it. Um, and like I said, we've got a special podcast in a couple of weeks' time um, with regards to the Mike James Rock Show turning 10. Um, so yeah that'd be interesting keep an eye out for that till then I'm going to leave you with the outro that Charlie did for us toodles